What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the villain, Marty Skrull, and you are listening to Beyond... No, sorry, what was it? (laughs) Me and my friend Mark, we're going to stop watching. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Behind the Gorilla, and a very special episode because this is our 100th episode of Behind the Gorilla. We did it. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? We have made it 100 episodes. Probably should be farther, but we had a couple of of different hiatuses, and so that's why we're just now getting to it over two years since we started the show. But uh, but we've reached it. Pretty big milestone. And thanks to all you guys who've been listening this whole time. We really appreciate it. And uh, everyone that's following us on Twitter as well, at behind underscore gorilla. We appreciate that as well. So, uh, unfortunately, I don't have any like, oh, a special 100th edition episode. It's just, <laughs> but I but I have another episode for everyone this we week. Were and it so, is... We were so close to being able to, like, if we had done one more at some point to say, Hey, WrestleMania recap, and it's our hundredth episode, and we missed it. Eh, I think it's Just, better having an actual episode for our hundredth episode. Yeah, like with a topic, that's fair. Yeah, because I mean that's, that's the show. But uh, yeah, so we've it's been two weeks since we had a real show with a real topic. Because last week was WrestleMania recap. However, that Firefly Funhouse basically was a topic in and of itself, so it worked out. It worked out pretty well last week. Um, but yeah, the good thing is. Well, I mean, I got a lot to, we got a lot to get to with this episode, but that's good because there's not anything else to get to because, you know, everything's just kind of is what it is and it's all limping along. AEW was smart and booked like two months worth of shows like over the past few weeks. So they're going to have content. I'm, I'm pretty sure all the way through the TNT championship tournament, um, they have everything already recorded. Uh, but they had another good show. I enjoyed it. Another good empty arena show. They had the first week of the, t- uh, the first matchup in the tournament with, um, Cody and Sean Spears, which was a great match. That was a lot of fun. Cody getting the win over Spears to move on, uh, had a great women's match with Britt Baker and, uh, Hikaru Shida. Um, yeah, which was a really hard hitting match the, both those women really they they fought hard. It was a good 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 fight. We had Britt Baker with her uh, Becky Lynch moment, her mouth getting just busted open and just pouring nice. blood for like the whole second half, which was pretty cool. There was a little bit of a, I don't know. They they hit some sort of speed bump. I feel like in the middle of the match where like they weren't quite sure what was gonna come next. I'm not sure what happened. It was a little bit of something there, but they were able to get <laughs> back on track and uh, finish it out pretty strong. And it was a really good match. They gave them a lot of time too. Um, best friends and Kitty Omega uh, versus uh, Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa. That was fun. Kind of the two different groups of best friends arguing over the t- fighting over the title of best friends, which was that was pretty mm. entertaining. Mm. Uh, best friends coming out on top, which is a good thing. They they've really been building them up over the past few months, especially Trent. He had that awesome match, you know, the singles match with Omega last week. 
right? Maybe that was two weeks ago. I don't remember now. But uh, so that was pretty good. Brody Lee beat a jobber. Lance uh, Lance Archer beat a jobber. Um, and then that was pretty much it. But a fun show. Jericho on commentary with Tony Schiavone was great. Uh, Jericho is very entertaining in anything. And that goes right into commentary. So that was a lot of fun. So another fun show. And they're doing a good job of keeping some sort of interest even in this weird format. They've done a pretty good job of making things still at least somewhat interesting. Whether it's having Cody or Jericho on commentary. Whether it's this TNT tournament. Next week we got Jake Hager versus uh, John Moxley for the AEW Championship. In a Falls Count Anywhere match I think it is. So that's going to be pretty cool. They've been building up that for several weeks. Um, AEW is pretty good. Didn't watch any WWE. Didn't care. It's after WrestleMania, and I don't care anyway. Right. So, um, okay. Only thing you happened. need to know about WWE. So last week, I was like, look, Charlotte won the NXT championship. That's pretty lame. Everyone hates Charlotte. Right. But I was like, look, this is perfect because Bianca Belair is about to go supernova. She's been building for a long time now. She's super popular. And the program she's going to have with Charlotte for the NXT Women's Championship is going to be amazing. Sure. Guess who got called up on Monday night? It was Bianca Bell. <laughs> so I don't think – yeah, I I got nothing. It's a bust. I mean That's I think funny. at some point someone will have a good match with Charlotte Flair in NXT and beat her. So maybe that's great. But like I don't – I don't know. Tegan Knox. I don't, I don't know who's left. Like she was the clear next big thing, you know, and it's yeah. such a – I'm sure she'll be fine, but what a waste. Yeah. Why would you call anyone up the Monday after that WrestleMania in front of an empty arena? Yeah, that's pretty weird. Um, Doesn't I mean, make it, but so for that reason, I was way less invested in the Raw after Mania than I ever would be because it's just—it's not the same, you know. It's a yeah. natural time to tune out anyway, right after WrestleMania. But especially right. when they can't have any huge crazy moments right after WrestleMania because there's no crowd to be a part of it. Right. It really defeats the whole purpose of the Raw after Mania, which is normally exactly. a lot of fun. Exactly. So, uh, so that is true. The biggest thing that happened in WWE this week is Ronda Rousey started cutting heel promos again. Yeah, that's a little weird. On the internet. I do it love how effective it is. Like it's it's I really funny. It's really funny how much people think this stuff is real and it's very I amusing because it's everybody. Like it is everyone. It is the I smartest know. of wrestling fans believe all of it's real, and it's very – it's pretty funny. I find it's, it amusing. Dude, it's so funny. I love it. And this is – I feel like – Like people are like, – people are siding with Nia Jax, who everyone I hates. Know. Because That's of this. how good like, Ronda Rousey is. Crazy. She can get Nia Jax over. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It really is amazing that people don't realize this stuff. I just For those – if. Funny. if and if you know, if you guys are listening to this and you don't know what happened, we should probably explain. She just started. I don't even remember who she was being interviewed by, but she was just talking about how you know, oh, I don't know about that, and if I go back, you know, it definitely won't be on a full time deal because those fans are just so entitled, and I have better things to do than you know, pretend like fake fighting for right. fun. You know, I've got better things to do, and people lost their dadgum minds. It's like they completely forgot that, hey, her whole thing was I, – I, I'm, I'm going to be this big monster and the last, like, what, three months of her title reign, at least she was playing the heel. Yep. And she continues to play the heel. She's clearly about to come back at some point. Like they're working sure. on a new deal. I think they – that, that's been the rumor, so it's not surprising. 
And then she doubled down and was like, yeah, I said it. It's fake fighting. I don't care what you think, you bunch of, you know, marks, like whatever, because I've been in real fights and I know what it's like. Like, it's it's a great heel promo, man. <laughs> it's really good. I know. I and know. And Nia Jax said she would beat her up if they ever put her in a match with her, which somebody said it's going to be the female brawl for all. Like, Vince is just going <laughs> to lean into it and be like, yeah, let's just see who can beat up Ronda Rousey, which that's funny. Yeah, it's it's great, dude. Like I she's entertaining. She's very good at what she does. I agree. Smart marks working themselves into a shoot brother is very funny. And it's very funny to me. This is like the one semi controversial thing in wrestling that we're both on the same side of. I feel like like there's some obvious stuff like ah, oh, Charlotte sucks, whatever. But this is the one thing that like I'm kind of surprised we're both completely on the same page on. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't understand. Like I, I just I just don't I don't know. It just doesn't really make sense to me. But whatever. I don't know. It's the same people that hate Goldberg. Uh so I think if there's one thing you can do to piss off wrestling fans, it's just to make fun of wrestling and wrestling fans. We've yeah. got a real little brother syndrome in that regard. That is true. You're right. It it is true. Uh wrestling fans are like the most sensitive people. Um, it's, it's very, it's very entertaining. It's very entertaining. We're not sensitive. We're tough. Just oh, like and, Triple H. We're tough. And, and look, don't get us wrong. We're both in the same vein as all the other wrestling fans. Just, just not with this particular topic. You know, Triple H goes out there and absolutely buries Sting. And I'm going to cry about it for the rest of my life. Because <laughs> it 100% deserves to be cried about. Right. But, uh, so, you know, we're, we're not, we're not saying we're any different than wrestling fans. Just in this one particular one, I feel like we can see stuff that for some reason other people can't I just or, feel or, like don't, if, or just don't want to. Yeah. I just feel like if Which that's like, fine you too. say that, but if Triple H came out during his feud with Sting and was like, yes, yeah, Sting sucks. He's super overrated to be honest with you. Like, I'm glad we have him for the, you know, the WWE network and stuff, but I don't think he's that great of a performer. You'd be like, right, because you're a bad guy. No, I'd be like, have a... no, I'd be like, you freaking moron. I totally, uh, I totally believe that okay. you think that. Uh, okay. Well, I was okay. Maybe, maybe not then. But I was going to say, I would have thought you'd be able to recognize. Hey, it's a work. But you know, it's fine. Or maybe she'll never come back, and this is just we're just wrong. Maybe she just hates pro wrestling. Yeah, no, there, there's always a chance. There's always a chance. Mm. That, that's fair. That's fair. Regardless, it doesn't matter. Um, all right. So that's pretty much it. There's nothing else going on. You know, there's not, there's no what's up with David Arquette segment because there's nothing up with David Arquette. He's literally just at home quarantined like everyone else. So <laughs> We're just going to start like recapping his Instagram stories or something. Which to be fair is, is fun. Uh, his Instagram stories are great. He's been, dr- he's been dressing up as his clown, uh, Bozo or whatever. For his kids, that. the past like several days, like in a row, and so mm-hmm. that's uh, that's pretty entertaining. Um, he's been commenting on our Instagram posts. That's fun. That's always nice. great. Thanks a lot, yeah, David. Chops. Yeah, we all. We, yeah, I'm telling you, man. I, I I told Harris he he was terrible at shopping, and then David Arquette just further confirmed it about three times. How how terrible of a of a chopper. Harris is. And you I know what the funniest just... thing is? Your chop was even worse than I thought it was when I made the little still frames. You are literally hitting me with the back of your hand. You can see it on the uh, still frames that I posted. It is the back. Like, you didn't even turn your hand. 
Well, I guess you're just going to have to get better at picking WrestleMania matches, Mark. I don't know what to tell you, but if I hadn't skunked you like that, it was not this a skunk. Wouldn't be a problem. It was not a skunk. It was not a skunk. I got some right. <laughs> some. That's the emphasis. Some. That's fair. That's a fair point. But I thought that was very funny. Uh, David Arquette calling out Harris for his uh, for his lack of efficient chops. It was if there's very, one thing I've always said, it's, hey, I'm really good at chopping, and we should do a chops contest. I've said it every week for 99 episodes. You've been episodes. building yourself up for I years. I know, and I've really, and you just you've really made a fool it. out of me. I know, I know. Uh, it was really funny because literally earlier, I think it was yesterday, my, uh, my mom just randomly was like, did the real David Arquette comment on your Instagram post? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, he's he's been following us on everything for a while now. It's it's That's awesome. Good, That's a fair question though, because like if you made a David Arquette burner account and just liked your own posts, would That's that fair. be that far off brand? Eh. Nah. <laughs> That's fair. Well, and now to be fair though, he's been following the show account much longer than he's been following right. my personal Instagram. That that is fairly recent. Right. Um, so, you know, that's fair enough. But I thought that was funny. So that's our What's Up with David Arquette. Nothing. We're all just waiting. Um, anyway, I guess we might as well get into the show now. Let's do it. It's an interesting one, Harris, which is good because that's the whole point of the show. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> just be like, I'll be honest with you guys. One week, Pretty I'm going to come in. I'm just going to be like, like, all right, this was the Shelton Benjamin and, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Trevor Murdoch feud for the intercontinental championship in 2008 it like went it on a, for three matches right a month and a half they blew it off on the pay-per-view <laughs> one week we're just gonna do one of those storylines that's oh, totally man. just run-of-the-mill week in and week out wwe mid-card title storyline something like that <laughs> no this is not that this is very different we're going back to 1999 world championship wrestling Yes, baby, I'm back for the 100th episode. Exactly. That's all you could ever want. Perfect. WCW, not, now, unfortunately, it's not the year 2000, but but it's, you know, we're close. We're close. Mm-hmm. We're going to the very first Nitro of 1999. Perry Saturn is set to take on Chris Jericho. And at this time, Chris Jericho is close to leaving for the WWE. Um, he's going to leave in June, I believe, or, or make his debut in June, I believe, in WWE. Mm-hmm. WWF, and uh, at this point he had Ralphus with him at the time, his head sure. of Jer- Jericho personal Jericho's personal security. Anyone who's not familiar with Ralphus, just go to your uh, Google machine right now and type in Ralphus WCW, and you will immediately understand this Ralphus character. This dude was probably sixty something years old, weighed probably close to two hundred and eighty pounds, was probably five ten. And uh, had no teeth. And that was his... He wore a little crop top (laughs) t-shirt. And in Sharpie, Jericho's personal security was written on it. And and he would come to the ring with Jericho. Now, this character started in uh, when Jericho was trying to make a feud with Goldberg. And so that was his kind of joke on Goldberg was he had his own security force. And it was like three just goofballs like this guy. The other two eventually dropped off, but he but he kept Ralphus around for a while, <laughs> which a great character, great character. Anyway, so he's got him at the time, um, and uh, anyway, so at one point they're wrestling, so that's the match, Saturn and uh, Jericho. And at one point, Jericho pulls the referee Scott Dickinson in front of a springboard crossbody that Saturn is in the process of throwing, 
And and uh, so Saturn just takes him out, takes out the rep. He then low blows Saturn. He hits the lion salt, and he goes to put him in the lion tamer. He starts to turn Saturn when Dickinson is coming to and is getting up, and Dickinson immediately calls for the bell, like before Saturn is even turned around all the way into the lion tamer. So, you know, we're, we're getting real Montreal screw job vibes going on sure. with this one. But this isn't Montreal. This is in Atlanta. Um, but uh, so Jericho is celebrating his victory. Saturn is mad. And now I would like to I, like if I'm if I'm looking at this in kayfabe, I want to look at this as the ref just got blasted and he's in a lot of pain from taking that crossbody, and he's really just trying to get out of there. That's the way I want to look at it. Like, sure. like, I'm hurt, let's end this and move on. Sure. But apparently, there had been a little bit of animosity brewing between Saturn and this particular referee, Scott Dickinson, leading up to this. So later in the show, we see a backstage segment where Jericho is talking to Scott Dickinson. And now, this is a backstage segment that we see after the match, but it says, like, earlier today. So this meeting took place before the match. And you see mm-hmm. Jericho talking to the ref about how good of a ref he is and, you know, buttering him up and about, uh, you know, he re- you really know the rules and, and, you know, you're great at enforcing them. And so, you know, if Saturn does anything, if he gets out of line, if he even touches you, you should just immediately disqualify him. You know, follow the rules. So now, now we're getting now we're getting somewhere. With yeah. what's with what's going on, little little chicanery going on in the <laughs> form of uh, Lionheart. So anyway, now we move to Thunder. Jericho made an appearance during Saturn's Saturn's match with the Cat, and that led to the Cat rolling up Saturn. And Dickinson is the referee in this match. Uh, no, uh, Dickinson's not the referee, but the referee was out of the uh, out of the ring dealing with Jericho. Dickinson then slides into the ring to replace the other ref and makes a super fast count giving the cat the win like one two three just like that yeah so now saturn's real mad later in the show dickinson is refing jericho's match with conan saturn now comes out of course you you would expect him to now come out after what jericho pulled he pulls dickinson out of the ring right as jericho is gonna uh, is going for the cover and then he acts like he's gonna just deck dickinson but he holds off you know Cooler heads prevail. You can't just go out and punch a referee. But the distraction does lead to Conan hitting his finisher on Jericho. Saturn then jumps into the ring and makes the three count. And for some reason, they they declare Conan the winner, even though Saturn's not the proper official. But, you know, this is WCW in the late 90s. There are no rules. We've been over this many times. Yeah, it's free no, for all. No rules are enforced. Um. Jericho throws a temper tantrum, of course, afterwards, smashing a chair against the ring posts and stuff like that. Classic Jericho. So now we go to the next week, the next Nitro. Saturn comes to the ring, and he's going to air his grievances. You know, he's been screwed multiple times over the past few matches, and he's in the ring with Mean Gene, and he says he doesn't normally complain about stuff, doesn't normally cry about losing, but he does complain, he does cry when he's been cheated. Like, that's something that really has to be brought to attention and, and calls out Jericho. Makes sense. Jericho comes out, and he calls Saturn a crybaby. He said, 
And he says, quote, he's crying and caterwauling like a 10-year-old adolescent schoolgirl, which is a great, <laughs> that is a great insult right there. Fantastic. Straight out of Southpaw Regional Wrestling. This, yes. this, this crying and caterwauling. <laughs> I had to look up caterwauling to know how to spell it because I had absolutely no idea. <laughs> it's like W-A-U-L. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, um, yeah. That was uh that was that was a great insult right there. Um, he also says that he might as well be wearing a dress. He then says he mm. will give Saturn a rematch at Sold Out, the upcoming pay-per-view, so Saturn can get his revenge. But when he beats him for a third time, he has to wear a dress for the great. rest of his career. <laughs> yep. The stakes Great. have never been higher, clearly. Oh, jeez. Okay. Sa- Saturn... I thought you were going to say... Oh, no, go ahead. I-, I immediately started thinking, like, the rest of the year. So I was like, okay, like, what month is it? You know, like, that could be a good long-term angle. But no, the rest of his career. That feels like overkill. That feels like Cody saying, if I lose, I will never challenge for the title again. Because the smart mark in you goes, wait, forever, ever? Yeah. Like, you're going to have to back out on that at some point, right? Surely. So, yeah, well, I'm excited uh, to see where this goes. I like that you mentioned that because I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, not the title thing, but but the uh, right. the the overkill thing. I'll get to that later. But um, so Saturn is in the ring with Mean Gene and he, he refuses. He's like, you know, he, he literally <laughs> says he does a lot of things, but drag isn't one of them. Oh, uh, Jericho says if he wants the match, then he must accept it. So then Saturn just agrees. That's it. That's all it took. (laughs) Him just asking him a second time. I was about to say, hey, good. You know, because I like – it's rare in wrestling to have a smart baby face. Right. Somebody who's in the right who could be like, hey, no, you cheated to beat me twice, and now you're trying to set up the stipulation for the next match. Just fight me in a fair match. Right. That's what I thought you were going with, but instead he's like, "No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to wear a dress." Yep. That's what girls wear. Yep. You know, so glad to know that something's never changed in wrestling, and he's just immediately like, "Well, okay, but you better not cheat this." Well, time. and his reasoning is, "Well, I'm not going to lose, so it doesn't matter." Well, <laughs> That's what he says to me and Gene. You know, of course. Oh um, boy. Okay. So uh, Saturn takes on the cat again uh, afterwards. Dickinson is again the referee. I don't know how this guy is still employed, but um, Saturn hits his big splash. But Dickinson is distracted by um, the Cats manager, Sonny Ono, on the outside, and so he doesn't make the count. Saturn goes over, spins Dickinson around, but then Jericho runs in and hits him with a shovel. (laughs) A what? A shovel. (laughs) A shovel. Did he just bring it with him, or was it like under the ring? No, he 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 wasn't out there. Jericho comes running out with a shovel. With a shovel, Man, yeah. That's we've talked about weapons that like are bad for wrestling weapons. Yeah, like they don't like a kendo stick like hurts, but it wouldn't do any real damage. Right, a shovel would do a lot of damage. That's yeah, you would think. I'm kind of surprised more people haven't chosen that as their weapon. That's way better than a sledgehammer. Well, anything is better than a sledgehammer. Literally, any weapon in wrestling history is better than a sledgehammer. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to set Mark off on that, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize. It's just it's it's like bringing a gun into the ring. 
It's like, that, it, what are you going to do? Literally kill I the guy? Like, that's just dumb. I Someone comes out with a spear and is like, here. It's like, no, you can't do anything with a, you can't do anything short of killing a guy with a, with a sledgehammer. Like, for I think real. that whenever there's a no DQ match, I'm like, wait. So he could shoot the guy and pin him and like win the match. <laughs> right. Technically, it's in the rules. Anyway. Um, anyway. So he hits him with a shovel. And this is right in front of Dickinson. Um, so Dickinson, of course, calls for the bell. And declares the cat as the winner. Uh, who could have seen that coming? Yeah, you know. Guy gets hit with a <laughs> shovel right in front of the ref. And he himself is disqualified. Um, and uh, the reasoning apparently is because he touched Dickinson. Because he spun him around. That That is the reasoning given. Like, So we got a pattern. Mm, the pattern mm. continues. Uh, Jericho then right. pulls out this really ugly like leopard print spotted dress. And uh, tries to put it on Saturn. As he's like <laughs> laying there in the ring. But Saturn is kind of fighting him off. Um, that's the way they try and t- say it. Actually, Jericho really just couldn't get it on him, so he ends up just kind of leaving the ring after, like, three minutes. And uh, Saturn's, like, trying to, like, writhe a little bit to make it not seem like Jericho just isn't putting it on him. But it's, it's you know, it's a little rough. Dresses mm-hmm. are hard to get on, you know. I mean, I don't know, but I'm assuming they're hard to get on. It looked difficult. Anyway, uh, on the next Thunder... Jericho cuts another promo on Saturn, and he talks about the dress match, which is coming up this this Sunday at Sold Out. It also comes out that the stipulation has been changed from wearing a dress for his whole career to 90 days. Much uh, lower stakes. <laughs> so, Harris, it's That's a good amazing. thing you pointed that out, because I feel like everyone oh. was like, you know what, this really doesn't make any sense. Probably Saturn was like, you know what, That's a little long. That's what I was about to say because so clearly somebody at Creative at WCW was like, "Hang on, yeah. <laughs> this doesn't." Nobody now everyone see. It's weird that they couldn't find some sort of middle ground because it went from right. Oh well, there's no way he's gonna have to do that to oh well, he's definitely gonna have to do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just that that clean. Oh, how long does a feud usually last? A couple pay-per-views? Like the course of three months? Like 90 days? Huh, that's weird. Right. All right. Um, but, okay, that's that's funny. I'd I, I like to imagine in kayfabe that somebody talked to Jericho and was like, listen, we can't, like, I don't think we can enforce that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Especially, like, like he's especially not if he leaves the company. What know? are we going to yeah, do, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, anyway, so that has been changed. Um, he then takes on Van Hammer in a match, and at one point, Saturns comes out, but he just stands on the ramp and just watches. Doesn't interfere, just stands out there and watches. Jericho ends up winning with the Lion Tamer, and Saturn is just standing outside on the ramp and applauding Jericho. So that's a little odd, after everything else. But, uh, that leads into the pay-per-view. So here we go. Sold out 1999. Saturn versus Jericho. With, of course, Scott Dickinson as the referee. Again, I don't know how no one has realized this is a bad idea, but here we are. Um, at some point earlier, they made another announcement that if Jericho loses, he's off TV for like over a month or something like that. So they keep realizing that our stipulations don't really make any sense. And why is this this one-sided thing that doesn't... That's dumb. So they... It's like they keep changing it to make it better i don't know right 
And it is like it is getting better because now you're like, okay, both sides have like a reasonable right. stipulation, so I can see either one of them winning or losing, which is kind of what you want with a big stipulation. Right. Like, yeah. You, you, maybe that's... Shawn Michaels will end the Undertaker's streak, or maybe Shawn Michaels will retire. Both of those right. seem really unlikely, but sure. like pretty equally unlikely. You know what I mean? Like that's the sign of a good stipulation sort of match right. where something's at stake it not been, just it just would have been better to think of this like two weeks ago when we announced the thing you know right <laughs> they're reacting to it in real time at least they're right. reacting i'll give them that there there is somebody backstage this i might regret this later there is somebody backstage actively trying to make this storyline better and make more sense. I am so happy you said that because you are going to live to regret it in the biggest Perfect. possible. Like you couldn't be more wrong if you had oh, said anything at all. I'm very that's happy. That's really you did what that. I was hoping you'd say. I am so happy you said that. We are going to get to that in in a minute. So just keep that in mind. What Harris just said there about someone actively in the back trying to make this angle better. Just keep that in mind as we keep going. Okay, so now we're into the match, and um, Ralphus is of course. There at ringside, wearing sure. this ugly leopard print dress. <laughs> well, okay, that, that's not true. He's not actually wearing it, but he has it with him, and he like is holding it up to him and like modeling it around from time mm. to time as the match. You know, like taunting Saturn with it. Um, it's a pretty good back and forth match between the two. I mean, you would expect that from Jericho and Saturn. I mean, these are two sure. outstanding wrestlers. Saturn, very underrated, like in ring performer. Um, it's, I mean, for a guy that was that big, I mean, he could wrestle like a cruiserweight if he wanted to. Um, anyway, so a good match. And uh, eventually, also the crowd's pretty into it. Again, you talk about how dumb these 99, 2000, stuff like that WCW stuff is, but the crowds are almost always good. Way better than crowds we have now. And then half the stuff is crap. It's very <laughs> impressive, to be honest. But uh, a lot less petty wrestling fans in the 90s than there, than there are now. That's definitely true. Um, all right. So, but anyways, Jer at one point, Jericho lifts Saturn for a suplex. Saturn reverses it into a small package, but then the referee Dickinson rolls the competitors over so that Saturn's shoulders are pinned and does a super fast count. So Jericho wins. So it happens again. Saturn what can't believe it. <laughs> Jericho then comes into the ring and gives the dress to Dickinson to give to Saturn. That's pretty funny. He doesn't go up to Saturn like, here are the dress. He gives it to Dickinson like, here, go give this to him. <laughs> Make well, him you know, this he's on. the official. It's his job. Right, That's very right, weird. Right. It's Jer all very above board and respectful. Exactly. Jericho doesn't want to be anywhere near Saturn. He's like, no, no, no. You're you're the rep. You, it's your job to give this to him. Uh, the person that just screwed him. Uh, so he gives it to Saturn, who's just beside himself at this point. But he takes the dress and he slowly puts it on in the middle of the ring. Uh, he has a little trouble getting it ready. And, and Jericho is like jumping around, celebrating and clapping and laughing and everything. And uh, the crowd cheers. And Saturn puts it on. And then he's like leaning against the ring ropes. And like G Dickinson walks behind him and like tries to zip up the jacket. But Saturn just turns <laughs> or, or zip up the dress. And Saturn just turns around and just chases him out of the ring. Which is pretty funny. And uh, so then Jericho, Ralphus, and Dickinson all walk back down the ramp, like, arm in arm and laughing at uh, Saturn standing in a dress in the ring. Now it gets really weird. <laughs> okay. 
Well, All right, we've gotten through the normal part. Yeah. So great. Because up until this point, hey, it's two guys feud stipulation match. Now we have a man in a dress to deal with for yes, we do. three months. So uh, now, but but before we get to what happens next, we need to talk more about this match. So remember earlier when I said remember about Harris talking about mm-hmm. how it's a good thing there's someone backstage actively trying to fix this angle mm-hmm. because. The interesting part about this match is the fact that the finish was changed at the last minute, like the day of. Originally, it was going to be Saturn beating Jericho, and Jericho was going to be off TV because his con- like he wasn't going to re-sign his contract o- o- for the oh. next like couple of months. I and completely so, forgot that was happening. Right, and so, you know, they, in the classic wrestling fashion, were just going to kind of bury him and just not use him, you know on TV to cool him down to when he's going to go to the competition. Right. But Saturn and Jericho, Saturn didn't want Jericho off TV. Jericho didn't want to be off TV. So they both, and also Saturn wanted, he kind of wanted to do this dress angle because nothing was happening with him at the moment. So he was like, oh, this could be something for me to do. I'm really glad you brought that up because that's kind of what I was thinking. The more we talk about this angle, like, I don't remember if we said this on air or not, but I know we've talked about it in the past. Like, if you're a woman on the roster, shaving your head or shaving some of your head is like instant gimmick. I think we were talking about that with Rhea Ripley, but it applies to other people, obviously. You are immediately different and distinct from everyone else. And whether you can go or not is still important, but like now you're special. And I was just thinking, I was like, you know, like the dude in the dress, that's a gimmick. Like you, you remember yep. that you recognize that guy. So that's funny. I'm glad that he's thought of that too. I'm not just doing that in retrospect, but he's actually like, listen, this is something like, at least I'm on TV. Right, right. No, it's a, that's exactly what it is. But the finish is Jericho winning. So the day of, they wanted to get it changed. Now, Bischoff, who's in charge is not at the show. He's not at this pay-per-view. He's uh, apparently he's on, I've heard he's on a hunting trip or something. He's not at the pay-per-view for whatever reason. So Kevin Nash is the one in charge at the time, kind of the one overseeing the booking in some way or another. Mm -hmm. So he approved it without even consulting Bischoff and they changed the finish. And Bischoff was pissed. (laughs) <laughs> because you don't just change the finish like that is like the biggest no-no in all of wrestling like it, of anything leaving... yeah well that's fair enough that's what he gets for not being even kevin nash in charge yeah, yeah. and even kevin Sorry. nash apparently like kevin nash is like like they even asked like oh bischoff approved and he's like nah i approved it there's any heat i'll, I'll deal with it and well, so it's just Oh, no, just Kevin Nash, man. Kevin Nash is an interesting – he's an interesting person in the history of wrestling. That's a good way to I put appre- it. It's pretty I much – it's like this, equally though. good and dumb and everything in between. Like the guy is a – it's an interesting <laughs> career, that's for sure, that he's had. I, I appreciate this though because I wasn't wrong. I kind of thought you were about to say like they were just winging it the entire time. And it's it's honestly that been even funnier. funnier. It's even funnier that they're like, no, no, like, okay, 
Jericho's going to leave, so let's just run him off and be done with it. And Bischoff's got this plan, and he's got it all set up. And then he comes back, and he's like, how'd it go? And they're like, oh, yeah, we we, we, we put Jericho over. Right. <laughs> That's so much better because it's just – it's it's an actual – I don't know how entertaining this is without having watched it. But at least it's like a laid-out story. Yeah. You know, you're like beginning, middle, end, payoff, blow-off, whatever. Like it's a functioning wrestling storyline. Yeah. Until Kevin Nash and the workers in it are just like, what if we just shot the wheels off of this thing? <laughs> I don't know if we've had any stories like that before. That's pretty great. It's pretty it's pretty unique, that's for sure. Um, so, all right, so this has all happened. Um, so we go to Nitro the next night. Jericho comes to the ring with Ralphus to take on Booker T. He loses, of course, because it's Booker T. Um, <laughs> nothing with Saturn happens at all, really, in this match, which is interesting. But then backstage, Jericho confronts the head of the executive committee, J.J. Dillon, and complains that he found Saturn's dress thrown away, uh, like over into the corner of the, mm-hmm. of the arena, and says that the contract clearly states that Saturn must wear a dress at all mm-hmm. times in the arena. So he's like, you need to enforce this. Saturn then walks up, and J.J. kind of looks at him and is like, well, you know, the contract is correct, and so, Saturn, you know, Saturn, you kind of have to wear this dress, and, you know... Saturn's mad. He's not happy about it. Just kind of snatches the dress and walks off. And it's actually funny because the whole time JJ and uh, Saturn are like, or JJ's telling Saturn this, Jericho is like off, like, I don't know, 20 feet away, just yelling, like, yeah, man, you put on the dress. It's in the contract. It's like off, off to the back, like staying away from him, but still getting his like two cents in. It's pretty funny. Um, so you, the camera never shows him. You just keep hearing him like mm, yell from the side. That's incredible. That is pretty great. So uh, we also find out that J.J. Dillon has suspended referee Scott Dickinson for 30 days. Finally, it took like <laughs> six times of a referee breaking his own rules for him to finally be suspended. So at least we have some sort of justice system going on in WCW, at least. Yeah. Um, so later, Scott Steiner comes out, and he and he calls out Perry Saturn, making fun of him for wearing a dress, of course, because it's Scott Steiner. I mean, if there's one person who's going to be the first one to make fun of someone for wearing a dress, it's going to be Scott Steiner. Yeah, that's, and, that's on uh, brand. So here comes Saturn in the leopard print dress. He's not happy about it, and it looks horrible. Like, this is the ugliest looking dress you could possibly imagine. Uh, they have a match. It's not a terrible match. At one point, Saturn gets Scott Steiner in the corner, and, and you know, like, the ten punches in the corner? Yeah. Yeah. Well, first, he sticks Steiner's head under the dress and then delivers the punches. Hmm. So that's going to be a new thing that, that he does. Uh, Steiner should have won the match. He had the match won, but Bagwell, who's out there with Steiner, interferes from ringside, and Steiner puts him in Scott Steiner recliner and, and ends up getting the win. This is the wolf pack at the moment. Bagwell and Steiner, both in the NWO uh, Wolfpack. Um, so anyway, we go to we go to th- uh, Thursday and Thunder. Saturn is taking on Al Green, and this time he is not wearing the leopard print dress. He's wearing this like nice red dress. That's the one he's wearing now because it doesn't have to be that one specific dress. It, he just has to wear a dress. And Very as good. as he like walks down, you know, I like when they're making their entrance and they're walking on the ramp. The camera's there following him, and they'll sometimes you know like talk to the camera, you know that type of thing. Well, that's mm-hmm. happening, and Saturn says, he just looks in the cameras, he's walking out and says, life's a drag, and then 
goes into the ring. Uh, Brain is hilarious at this because he just comments. He just goes like, oh, he's brawless. So that's pretty funny. That made me laugh. He <laughs> says that he dress in drag once to sneak into a show. Does I'm, he reference I'm that at all? One hundred percent sure he has. Uh, that is that never is brought up. He, oh he man, makes a that would have been amazing if they had like a bonding moment over it. That, I yeah, that would have been very funny. That would have been very funny. Um, a lot of drag stuff. We talked about drag a few like a month ago with Ric Flair at that uncensored mm. other uncensored mm. pay per view, which we're about to get to an uncensored pay per view in a little bit later. In and let's show. not forget one of the first episodes we ever recorded. When Big Boss Man stole Big Show's father's casket, before he drove away with it chained to the back of his car, he said, your daddy always did want to be a drag queen. Oh. And then he dragged it off. So yeah, you're right. Of, you're right. A little bit of a throwback threads. for you We're there. finding yeah. threads. That's for sure. hundred episodes. It all comes together. Well, uh, it should. I mean, a hundred <laughs> episodes, man. We've talked about I, – I was going through a little sidebar. I was actually looking over a list of like, I don't know, some 25 ri- ridiculous wrestling angles, and I was like, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it. Like there's like four we hadn't done. Heck so yeah. we've pretty much hit all the big hits for the most part in uh, wrestling history, which is pretty good, pretty impressive. Um, anyway, so this is a match Saturn and Al Green. Um, and Saturn has trouble getting into the ring due to the dress like him line. And Al Green immediately takes advantage of it, and so he goes up top, which is actually a pretty good way to start the match with that. Yeah. Because um, it makes sense. He's not used to wearing a dress. Um, at one point, like, Al Green, like, pulls up Saturn's dress, like, revealing his, like, trunks underneath. <laughs> and that just makes Saturn really mad. So he hits this big super kick, and then he goes on the offensive. He does that those punches in the corner again where he puts his opponent's head under his dress first. Which, to be honest, makes sense because, like, he can't see. So, you know. Yeah. It's fair. That's it's just practical. smart. Um, he hits a huge diving leg drop. And uh, then he hits his finisher, uh, which is uh, Death Valley Driver. Or they called it DVD. And hits that and gets the pin. Uh, so Saturn continues to pick up a handful of wins over the next couple of shows against different, you know, mid and lower card wrestlers. And then on the first Nitro of February, Jericho is battling Scott Steiner. Match is just all right, and it really kind of drags on way longer than I thought it was gonna. Do, it was gonna do. It's, it seems like one of those matches, like, oh, okay, this is kind of be gonna be fast, and then it's not, which is always the worst type of yeah. thing. And uh, speaking of drag, at one point Jericho has Steiner down, but then he just has had enough. Like he's on the offensive, but he just is like done. I'm out, and then is gonna leave. He's just leaving. Which makes no sense whatsoever. But uh, but as he's walking down the ramp, Saturn comes out from the back, again, in a dress, and just lays out Jericho, throws him back in the ring, and Jericho gets beat by Steiner. So, turnabout's fair play. We saw Jericho do that a couple weeks ago, and now Saturn has done it to Jericho. Well, then on an episode of WCW Worldwide, which is one of their syndicated shows, things <laughs> start to get a little weirder with Saturn, because he has an interview with Mean Gene, and he's... He talks about the dress, but but now he's acting like wearing it is normal. He he's not really acting all weird, you know, or uncomfortable in it. And he's also talking about how good he looks in it. So now it's starting to get a little strange, just a little bit. On the next Nitro, Jericho costs Saturn another match by distracting him. Uh, but that's really it's just this happens a lot. But um, so then then on Thunder, this is the Thunder before Super Bowl, the next pay per view. Jericho comes out, 
and he makes fun of Saturn wearing a dress again. And he says he's going to introduce a man that looks the way one should look in a dress. Because Saturn does not look good in the dress. And so here's a man who, and again, I say a man who does look good in a dress. And he's wearing the latest of the Jericho Spring Collection. <laughs> Harris, you get one guess on who comes out. Oh, man. I mean, I assume it's not David Arquette. That's no, too no, good no, to be no, true. No, 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 Is it Buff Bagwell? No, it's Ralphus. Oh. Uh, Ralphus comes out in this big pink dress with earrings and a gown, like a, like a shawl or whatever over it. Oh, boy. I mean, it is uh, it's quite a sight. It, it is uh, it's it's quite a sight. He's got like leggings with it anyway. Um, I I will say, but just real quickly, this is a great bit of like heel dirtbag character writing that like he creates this terrible stipulation, makes Perry Saturn wear a dress to humiliate him, and then as soon as Perry Saturn is like, "Nah, man, I'm cool with this," he's like, "No." No, I make yep. dresses that are better than your dress. Your dress sucks, and I could wear it better than you, like, immediately. <laughs> that is it fantastic. Is. Well, it gets even better. Um, So now it's time for Super Brawl, Saturn versus Jericho. And, and now the stipulation is if Saturn wins, he then can remove the dress, and Jericho then has to wear the dress. Okay. So Jericho comes out. With Ralphus, and Ralphus is still in this same pink dress. Mm-hmm. And also, Scott Dickinson is back because his 30 day suspension is over. And so, oh, he, the odds? not only is he the referee, he comes out with Jericho and Ralphus. So, <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, oh, you know, you get arrested for stealing, you go to jail for six months or whatever, and you get out and then, like, steal something in the jail <laughs> on the way as you leave. And, but, but in this, but, it, there's no problem, clearly, with anyone in WCW. It's not, oh, this guy just, you know, cheated and abused his yep. power like four times in a row, and so he's suspended. And we're going to immediately put him not only back in that same feud, but, yeah, he just is going to enter with with one of the guys as well. This well, all not makes e- sense. Forget WCW being okay with it. Why is Perry Saturn okay with this? Why I is don't he not think like, he is hey, okay no. with it. But, you know, what's he going to do, I guess? I don't know. I mean, why not? I, I guess I feel like you can work that into your contract. Get an agent, man. I don't know. You would think, man. You would uh. think, but uh, that doesn't happen. So uh, Saturn comes out next. This time he's wearing a black dress with kind of these white designs on it, and he also has eyeliner on. Sure. So that's a little odd. Uh, <laughs> as he's walking to the ring, Brain <laughs> he wonders if Saturn has boxers on underneath or panties. So, and then you get the, you know, Tony Stavani's just like, would you stop that? Like, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's always great. Um, Jericho grabs the uh, grabs a mic before the match, and he makes fun of Saturn some more, and he tells him, and now, here it is, Harris. Now he's like, you take this dress off, you look like an idiot. So, exactly what you were saying with the heel work where now he's just mad that Saturn is still wearing this dress. Saturn immediately responds, just clotheslines the crap out of him, and the match begins. And it's another good match. Dickinson's actually calling it fair uh, for most of the match. Saturn hits his Death Valley driver, but he doesn't go for the pin. Instead, he just Mm. turns right around, grabs Dickinson, and crushes him 
with the DVD as well, and then leaves Smart. the ring. Uh, so then okay. Dickinson comes to and disqualifies Saturn. The announcers are confused. They're like, "What? Why would he do this? He he literally had the match won and then didn't have to wear the dress anymore. Like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. This doesn't make any sense." So Jericho wins via DQ. Saturn didn't. On the mm-hmm. next Nitro, Jericho is back out with Ralphus, still in a dress, but this is a different dress. This is like a blue dress. But uh, and now he's really mad at Saturn because now Saturn won't even like take the dress off. And now he starts insinuating that Saturn might be a little less than straight. I guess that's a decent way we could put it. Uh, and that, appara- I guess he didn't want to win the match. And he didn't want to lose the dress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now now the uh, stakes are changing yet again. Jericho says he needs to get out of the dress because he doesn't like it. And Ralphus doesn't like it. And the people don't like it. I love that. I love that. He's just like, you need to get out of the rest because I don't like it. <laughs> like, that's a great, that's a great heel. That's a great heel thing to say. Yeah. Um, it's like, uh, so, so Jericho is taking on Hugh Morris. And at one point in the match, Morris is going up to the top rope for his moonsault. But Ralphus grabs his foot. You know, being the good manager that he is. Then out of nowhere, Saturn, still in a dress, runs down the ramp and rips the dress off of Ralphus, throws him into the ring, and that distracts the referee as he's trying to get Ralphus out of the ring. So then Saturn enters the ring from the other side, hits the DVD on Jericho, Hugh Morris hits his moonsault, and then beats Jericho. Also, for some reason, Saturn decks Jimmy Hart, who's the manager of Hugh Morris. So that's weird. And, um... So Hugh Morris wins, but he's not happy with Saturn because Saturn decked Jimmy Hart. Um, so he's not happy with the interference. And they they and so he's kind of and so Saturn's like, fine, you're mad at me? All right, jumps into the ring, calling Hugh Morris into the ring, and is like, all right, let's go right now. So Hugh Morris gets in, the referee turns around and is like, all right, ring the bell. So we're gonna have, you know, impromptu matches happens all the time. And the bell rings. However, then a bunch of referees come into the ring to break it up like they're brawling, Uh, like illegally out of the ring. Why? A licensed official just declared that it's a match and the bell rung and they weren't even actively touching each other at the moment. What what is going on? Is Eric Bischoff taking back control of the show, man? He's like, enough of this. It's almost like, yeah, it's almost like someone laid out a plan and then someone else like changed it without telling anybody or so. I don't know. It, it was ah, weird. It was very. That's like, incredible. Why wouldn't you have the refs come out while they were like before? Anyway, it doesn't make any sense. That 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 to be honest is one of the weirdest things of this whole angle, like the real life weird things where it's like, okay, something wasn't communicated right or something. Like that was that was weird. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So the next episode of WCW Saturday Night, Saturn has another interview with Mean Gene. And apparently he says that J.J. Dillon has been forcing Saturn to keep the dress on. That's why he still has it on, which I don't know sure. why, how that makes sense. But And then he says that if J.J. Dillon wants to see just – that if uh, he wants to see just how weird he can get, then he'll show him. So that's that's a little ominous, I guess. All right, so on the first episode of Nitro in March, Saturn is now taking on Hugh Morris. So unfinished business, you know, from last week because we started the match and then didn't have the match, so now we're having the match. Sure. Here comes Saturn, but it's gotten worse. 
Because not only <laughs> is he in a dress and eyeliner, he now has black lipstick on as well. Okay, so we got a uh, we got a gold dust situation on our hands here. This is like a gold dust prequel. No, and it's not a prequel. The gold dust had been around for years at this point, but uh, I think gold dust was '97, really, when that started. But it's not good. It's it's not good. Um, and he also seems much more comfortable in what he's wearing than he was before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, the match happens, and Saturn is about to hit his Death Valley driver and get the win, but then Jericho runs out, clocks Saturn with a chair, while Jimmy Hart is distracting the ref, and Hugh Morris picks up the win. So again, kind of turnabout's fair play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, man, Harris, now we have to talk about Thunder. And I don't know if you're ready to talk about this Thunder. I don't know if I am either, man. Because at this point, let's just, you know, we let's just think about all the stuff we've talked about. The craziness, the dress match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where do you think we can go from here? Uh, we have I, Saturn I, acting like, weirder, you know, and everything. Right. Like, where, where do you think this could possibly go? I mean, either escalating with, like, more full drag or a kiss-my-ass match are my two guesses. Well, yeah, uh, that would be pretty bad, but it's not Otherwise, quite I don't, that far. I don't know. A dress on a pole match. <laughs> eh, if this was 2000, you would be right. Um, but, so, okay, Saturn's going to be interviewed by Mean Gene. He comes to the ring. Now, though, he has on not really kind of a full dress. It's more like a skirt. And he has okay. a dog collar on with this big um, chain. Like attached to it and like wrapped around him. To be honest, he really doesn't look unlike Raven, if we're being (laughs) honest. Like he kind of just looks like Raven. Um, And as he gets into the ring, (laughs) he yells, what are you looking at? To Mean Gene. And and Mean Gene, who's just the greatest of all time, Mean Gene says, he's like, I'm not looking at anything. I'm not that kind of guy. So that is all-time great Mean Gene retort right there. Like, you can't get Mean Gene. Like, it's not possible. Mm. He's too smart. He's too good. So that was very funny. Uh, so Saturn says he knows what he's looking at, and and he calls himself a, bl- a bald bombshell. <laughs> but then he says chicks dig a guy in a dress. So now I don't know where we're going, because none of this makes sense now. Um, but you know that that he's a bald bombshell apparently. Gene says he needs. <laughs> so okay, he says chicks dig a guy in a dress, and Gene responds with, "Well, I need to talk to a focus group first. <laughs> Another great line. And Saturn says that since it seems Jericho likes to use chains because oh that's another thing i forgot to mention when he interfered in the um the hugh morris match he he hits him with a chain he uh he clocks saturn with a chain i forgot Mm. to mention that because that's important um so then here saturn says that since jericho likes to use chains and that he himself is into bondage then the logical step is a dog collar match at uncensored I don't think that's a logical step at all. I think there were a lot of illogical <laughs> steps that happened to get us to this point, but oh my I, word! I, I would right. I would agree with you, but that's where we are. Um, well, it's no Yappa Pie Indian strap match. It's not. But, few hey. are, few are. 
but anyway, so Jericho comes out now, and he says that his goal is to keep WCW a G-rated company and, a, <laughs> and abolish it of all R-rated freaks. Edge, you are a copying idiot. Ha! Oh, Doing your goodness. stupid gimmick. Again, perfect heel move to be like, 1999 pro wrestling? Get your TNA out of here. We don't want it. And he, of course, says the R standing for ridiculous. So, you know, that, that makes sense, too. Mm. Um, but he accepts the match, and he says if it takes him wrapping a chain around his neck to teach the freak to take off the dress, then, you know, he'll he'll do it. Saturn then says if he wants to see Freak, then just wait till what he wears at Uncensored. He then says Marilyn Manson will be freaked out by it. So <laughs> the match is made. Okay. Oh, boy. Um, oh so that's boy. the match made for two weeks. So the next Nitro, Jericho's taken on Lismark Jr., Luchador I'd never heard of before. And he comes out, Jericho comes out with dog collars and a chain, of course. Grabs sure. the mic, talks about how Saturn had the audacity to call him out for a dog collar match, but what Saturn doesn't know is that he is a trained master of the dog collar match. He trained, sure. he trained with the yogis and the magic men at the top of the mountains of Nepal just for this day. So he is ready for this match. He calls himself the Swami of the dog collar chain match ski. <laughs> so, so he's like Batman. <laughs> he trained with ninjas in the mountains for a dog collar match. I guess. Wow. I guess that's what we're going for. Um, but he says he's going to prove it by making this match with Lismark Jr. a dog collar match. So somehow he convinces him to do that. And okay. then this is another one of those matches you're like, okay, this is going to be a quick squash match. And it goes on for like 10 minutes. And you're like, why is this match still going? Who cares the point is there you don't need a match like but and so jericho finally wins after a long a very long match for something like this <laughs> which is very surprising but anyway now it's time to go to uncensored 1999 jericho versus saturn in a dog collar match jericho enters first and then here comes saturn the lights go out this red light kind of bathes the whole arena and he comes out. His entrance attire is this dress made of leather and chains, like all the way down. Mm -hmm. And it looks like some BDSM gothic transvestite attire, something like this, from like 1988 in like some gay metal club or something. Um, it's 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 a lot. Uh, underneath it, he has like a leather corset with a leather dress and he also has heavy mascara on with heavy black black lipstick and these really creepy looking like yellow contact lenses hmm. which look really weird and uh again he it's like a metal gothic drag queen like it is like they couldn't you couldn't add more to this like i was yeah. literally watching i was like I, i'm trying to think of one thing they could add to make this even more, and I couldn't think of something. like like It's like they were like, all right, what's the ultimate we can go? And that's what they did. 
And he already has okay. like the ta- he's already like covered in tattoos, and he already had like piercings, like his ears are already pierced and his like eyebrows pierced. So he already had that Ooh. on top of all this. Okay, so, I'm looking. I I googled Perry Saturn uncensored 1999. Yeah, yeah. This is this is something. This is taking what we talked about earlier and saying, well, you know, the guy in the dress is at least a look and a gimmick. Yeah, it, it creates a whole other gimmick from that. Um, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you, I think you summed it up. Just Google that right now while you're listening. Yeah, to this, if you are listening, type it in. Perry Saturn, uncensored. It's in 99. my search history. It needs to be in your search history too. Let's put it that way. Oh, I got a lot of this stuff in my search history. It, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not a great thing. But um, oh boy. Anyway, uh, check that out if you dare. So Jericho now is is really freaked out by this. To be fair. And, um, he grabs the mic and then is like, uh, ho, ho, if, uh, if, uh, you know, if Saturn wants a dog collar match, then he'll get one. And he then tells Ralphus to put on the dog collar. He's like, here, here you go. Here's Colin. Ralphus is just like, nope. And just leaves. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what pushed him over the edge. That is what pushed him over the edge. Um, which is fair. That's fair. All right. Uh, so as Ralphus is leaving though, Jericho kind of barks at him. Well, he like kind of slaps him and is like, well, at least give me my mouth guard. So Jericho's got a mouth guard. Um, so, you know, he's prepared. He's expecting this to be pretty violent, you know, dog collar match. And he's, he's taking a while to put the collar on, but it's eventually put on and we're ready to begin. And this is actually not a bad match. It's actually a pretty good match, uh, for a dog collar match. At one point, Jericho is uh, trying to put Sat- – he puts Saturn in a lion tamer, but with the way he has him, Saturn it was able to kind of loop the chain around like his leg so that while Jericho puts him in the lion tamer, it's like tightening the chain on Jericho's neck. So it's like choking him out as he has him in the hold. So eventually Jericho almost passes out and has to release the hold. Which was pretty huh. smart. Like they use yeah. the dog collar pretty well. Like pretty, uh, pretty. Uh, they do a lot of clever things with it. Um, and uh, so then uh, Saturn ends up hitting the the Death Valley driver on Jericho, but Jericho actually kicks out of it. So we get kind of a false finish there with that. Jericho ends up reversing a Frankensteiner attempt off the top, um, off the top rope into a power bomb. He then takes the chain off of Saturn's neck, like off of the collar, and wraps it around himself, like around his torso and waist and over his shoulders, and then clips the other end to his collar. So he's got like this like chain coat around him, and he's going to now go for a moonsault. You know, he's, he's going to use the chain around his body, so it hurts him even more. But, and so he goes for a moonsault off the top, but Saturn clearly was supposed to get out of the way but he can't in time so he gets hit like clipped in the back by Jericho so he like can't go on the offensive yet he has to like kind of sell it for a minute um and Jericho's also in a lot of pain so they end up working it to where Jericho goes for another splash and then misses that one Saturn grabs him hits another DVD for the pin and gets the win Saturn finally gets his revenge on the ruthless and dastardly Chris Jericho. And that's the end of the angle. Um, the gimmick for Saturn would not last much longer. 
uh, as a few weeks later, he would rejoin with Raven, and uh, they would become a new tag team again. Um, for any of you that don't know, Saturn and Raven got famous in WCW as being part of the flock. Um, that was a big thing for them, and then they had a breakup in 98, early 98 or something like that. But So they, they ended up getting back together as a tag team, and he would slowly ease off the outfit until it was pretty much gone. Like, within, like, a couple... I think he came out in full gear, like, the next week or so for a match. And then, by the next week, he didn't have, like, the makeup... Like, the the lipstick and stuff on, but still had, like, a half-dress thing. And then, eventually, it just kind of faded off, and he didn't do the angle anymore. Um, and <laughs> that's pretty much the end of that story and gimmick for Saturn. <laughs> Uh, for about, you know, okay. three months or so, he, he tried to make this gimmick of wearing a dress and it really didn't go anywhere and really didn't, didn't mm-hmm. really work out so well. And, uh, Jericho yeah. ended up leaving the company, of course, within like a couple months later. And so this is one of the last major feuds Jericho had in, uh, WCW. In WCW. Was this a That's... Saturn feud with a dress? Wow. This is great because it started off so tight like it was weird but you're like this is a good wrestling feud and they're like like they tweaked the stipulation a little bit and then the match comes up and you're like i could see either guy winning this and this is like a big blow off to a feud with consequences and then it just spiraled it did faded away and died which i guess is how a lot of wrestling angles end but (laughs) to be fair that's the the way like at least 70% of wrestling angles end. Right. But this is like, it started out so promising, but this is the other thing that I realized the first match took place at sold out. I did an episode yeah. a few weeks ago on the inaugural sold out event, which was a few years before this. Yep. And I just, I really appreciate that the entire bit of sold out, at least in theory, the first time they did it was, Hey, NWA or not NWA different company nwo runs the show and we don't care what you say wcw this is our pay-per-view and i really appreciate kevin nash just staying in character and being like nope the man's out of town we do what we want too sweet (laughs) that's a good point i didn't even think of that that's funny that's clearly what happened here even if it torpedoed the angle and led to all this other nonsense you know you got to respect the man for for sticking with the gimmick well, this is also the first sold out because uh, during this time, uh, Flair is the president of WCW, like the newly, I think he became president after Starcade, so in December of 98. And so he's the new president. And one of the things he does is he makes sold out. It's no longer an NWO pay-per-view, like taking it back for WCW type thing. So that is kind of funny that you, that you, uh, that you mentioned that. But, uh, yeah, it's a, you know, it's, it's something it's, it's, it's quite a, it's quite a thing. You know, it's funny, like every week, you know, whoever has the topic, I don't know how you do it, Harris, but I usually, I don't usually start thinking about it till maybe halfway through the week. And then at some point I'll just kind of casually be like, you know, I'll go to my list and just kind of think about something. I'm not going to start working on it till probably till Saturday, but I'm going to at least kind of have an idea of maybe something. And I have a list of stuff, and I'll look through, and something will be of interest or whatever. And usually I'm like, okay, that that's interesting. I'll do that. And then, all right, I'll table it for Saturday. And then Saturday will come, and I'll be like, all right, so I'll get to work on this, and I'll start looking, and I'll, then I'll then I'll like stop and be like, you know what? I don't really want to do this. I'm gonna do a different one. And then I change it up usually day of, and then then hmm. that's what I end up doing. And that's that's what happened this week. Well, all right. 
Because, well, I'm just going to say, I'm not going to say what they were, but my other one involves storyline wrestling deaths. But I realized we've already covered so many of those (laughs) that I was kind of like, eh, I'll wait to do those again. So uh, that that was the reasoning behind behind the okay. uh, behind the waiting, okay. but this one worked out pretty well with the dress match, and then it, it's another one of those interesting things where it just like escalates way past where you thought it was gonna go when you first mm-hmm. start doing you know doing the prep. It's like all right, the dress match. That's what I heard about Jericho and Saturn wrestling in a dress match. And Saturn ended up having to wear a dress. Okay, there we go. That's already a topic for the show. And then you look and you're like, oh, yeah. Then he liked to wear the dress. Then he started putting makeup on. Mm-hmm. And then he became mm-hmm. this goth transvestite. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. there we go. It's like, <laughs> just yeah. keeps getting better. That happens a lot. I've it done does. doing research for this show. You find something and you're like, that's promising. Or like the show I did at WrestleMania 2000 with Chester McCheeseyton. Yep. I was just watching WrestleMania. But you just pull on a thread and something happens and you're like, I'm sorry, what? What? Okay. <laughs> it's a great feeling. It really is. It's a lot of fun. Well, I hope I can top that next week. This is That, that was a really solid episode 100. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I'm quite pleased with it. As our uh, 100th episode of Behind the Gorilla uh not not too shabby not too shabby and um yeah thank you guys for listening to the show for you know this long we've been doing it now over two years 100 episodes and we'll see we'll keep doing it till we run out of crazy wrestling stuff which we're definitely running out of famous crazy wrestling stuff that's for sure but there's still plenty of don't worry there's still plenty of stupid wrestling (laughs) stuff we're not the well's not drying up that's for sure no no it is not so we'll be able to go for hopefully a hundred more episodes, but, uh, yeah. So next week it'll be Harris and you know, we'll see, we'll see what we got for the 101st episode of behind the gorilla. Uh, make sure and follow us on Twitter though, at behind underscore gorilla. I post all the episode links and random other wrestling stuff. There's been a lot less of me being active on the, re- on the Twitter account cause nothing's happening. So there's just less to talk about with stuff going on, but go ahead and follow us there. We follow back wrestling fans, so always try and keep that community going. If you if you feel inclined, leave us a rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, rating and review. Always help the show. Um, and if you've been listening from the start and listened to all 100 episodes, thank you guys so much for sticking with us. And we'll we'll continue to try and show you all of the dregs of the wrestling industry each and every week here on the uh, on the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand, and I'm at Harris Wilson. So do that as well. And um, yeah, any uh, any final thoughts, Harris, before we sign off this 100th episode of the show? Jericho's the goat, man. He's so good. He makes everything everything he's involved in better. That that is true. That is true. Yeah, I, I can't think of a single instance where he didn't at least make something somewhat better. I don't know when it's going to happen, and hopefully not anytime soon. But whenever he just becomes a commentator full time, oh my goodness, he's going to be great. It's true. next he's, level stuff. Man. Oh yeah, he's Cannot fantastic wait. at that. So we'll see, see what happens to that. But anyway, thank you guys for, so much for listening. Thank you for listening to, listening to this 100th episode of Behind the Gorilla. And uh, 
We'll be back next week with some more crazy wrestling angles. See you guys.